So we're in a series. We started a series last week called Dream Year. And I started a message and I was not able to get all the way through it. So uh, if you have a Bible, turn to Joshua 21, 45. Joshua 21. This is going to be our uh, theme verse for the entire uh, series. Joshua 21, 45. I'm going to be reading out of the New Living Translation. and It says this. It says, Not a single one of all the good promises the Lord had given to the family of Israel was left unfulfilled. Everything he had spoken came true. See, I, I want you to understand something as a church because I think that a lot of times we look at promises in the Bible and we think that was for somebody else. That was for a different time. That was for different people. But the truth is, is I love because the Bible says that all of God's promises are yes and amen to those that are in Christ Jesus. That means this, that if you're a Christian and you come across a promise in the Bible, God is saying this promise isn't for them, just for them. This promise is for you. So you can grab a hold of whatever promise it is. If you're needing healing in your body, come on, you can grab a hold of the promise that says that by the stripes of Jesus Christ, we were healed. You can grab a hold of prosperity or provision and say, you know what? But my God shall supply all of my needs according to his riches. The thing is, is you grab a hold of a promise, but the thing, I think most of us don't hear the promise, and so we don't think that it's for us. So we're going to do something like we did last week, and that's this, is that we're going to put our name in the place. When I point to you, I want you to put your name in in the place. Okay, are you ready? It says this, not a single one of all the good promises the Lord had given to. I was weak. Going to do it again. Not a single one of all the good promises the Lord had given to. One more time. Not a single one of all the good promises the Lord had given to was left unfulfilled. Everything. Come on, somebody say everything. Come on, say everything. He had spoken came true. If you believe it, say amen. Lord, I thank you right now for the word of God. I thank you that it's sharper than any two-edged sword. Every ear in here is open and receptive to hear your word. They didn't come to hear a word from man. They've come to hear a word from you. And so, Lord, right now, I pray that you'd speak to the hearts of your people. Let every life be changed. Let no one leave the same. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen, amen. You know, we started this series called Dream Year, not because it seemed like a good thing to do or it was a fancy title or what, whatever. But the truth is, is that I really believe in praying. Crystal and I always pray uh, before the first of the year and ask God, what are you speaking this year? What do you, what do you want to see as your pastor? I'm supposed to kind of at least point you in a direction. And, and you'll notice that our theme uh, for this year is made for more. Because I believe that God wants you to know as, as, as Christians, or as people that you are created for more than what you're doing right now. Not that what you're doing now is bad or evil or anything like that, but God wants you to start dreaming bigger and God wants you to start going after bigger goals. You are truly made for more. And I think a lot of people have have settled into a lifestyle of, well, you know what, I'll wake up on Monday, I'll go to work Tuesday, I'll go through uh, Friday and pray for the weekend, I'll punch a clock Monday through Friday, I'll, I'll pay my bills, I love my family, and I'll watch football on Saturdays, I'll suck air, and I'll die. 
And that's all that I'm made for. That's all that I'm called to. That's all that I'm going to do. And the truth is, is that that's not all you're called to. That's not all, There's nothing wrong with uh, paying your bills and loving your family and watching football. But that is not all that you're called to. God has created you for a purpose. And he's created you for such a time as this. And he's put you on this planet for a reason. And there's a dream and a vision and a goal in your heart that God wants you to see come to pass. And I believe that this year is not the year to talk about it like we've done every other year, but I believe that this year is the year to actually accomplish some of the dreams and the goals that we have in our heart. It's just the way it is. But so many of us, we think, oh, well, you know, it, when, I love talking to kids about dreams because when you talk to a kid about dreams, there's no limitation to what they can do. They don't put limits on what they can do. You'll talk to a kid, and one wants to be the president of the United States, and and one wants to be a doctor, and one wants to be a lawyer, and one wants to be an astronaut, and one wants to uh, be a fireman, and one wants to. And you begin to talk to them, and there's no limitations on what they can do. But life has a way of taking the dreams out of you. It has a way of reality begins to set in and you think you have these big goals before you graduate high school and, and then all of a sudden life begins to hit you and things begin to come your way and slowly but surely you begin to throw in the towel and give up your dreams and I want today to speak to people that have had dreams that they had dreamed about a long time ago and I want to speak to you and say today you will dream again, that dream will live again and it's time to start going after it. Most of us think that it can't happen. There's no way that we could ever see it come to pass. You know, I read a statistic the other day that said 55% of people have stopped setting goals for themselves. Every year, a year comes around, and you know, they just say, you know what? I'm fat. I'm always going to be fat. Let's just leave it alone. You know, it's just, it's good. My my wife likes me big bone. You know, that's just... uh, She's a chubby chaser. That's uh... but but you, you know we don't we stop setting goals. Fifty five percent. I read that statistic and I was like, man, this is this this is honestly something that makes me sad because fifty five percent of people say, you know what, I don't even want to dream anymore. I don't want to set a goal. No matter what it is, no matter how big, no matter how small, they set absolutely no goals or or have no resolutions or no dreams for themselves at the start of every year. And then it said that 20% of people that actually set goals give up in the first seven days. Now, I'm not here to throw rocks at you, but come on, you can make it a little longer than seven days. See, I think that what people do is we have gotten really good at beating ourselves up. Where we fall short one day and we think, well, that's it for the, that's it for the entire year. Uh, there, I've already messed up. I've already made a mistake. I've already fallen short. I've already failed. I might as well throw in the towel and give it up. Can I tell you something? Just like I said last week, the Bible says that his mercies are new every morning. Great is his faithfulness. You're not faithful. God is faithful. And you might be in a place to where you ha- you've ar- you, you're in that statistic. You've already fallen short in the first seven days of the year. Can I tell you that Monday is a new day? You can start tomorrow. You can start right now. Whenever it is, you can pick up and say, I'm going after it starting right now. Yeah, I've fallen short. I didn't eat. Yeah, I ate cake. I knew I said I wasn't going to eat cake, but I did it. Can I tell you, you might have messed up on your fast, but you can start tomorrow. You can start today. It doesn't matter. You can start a new day. There is therefore now no condemnation to those that are in Christ 
Jesus. 20% have fallen short in the first week. Last week I talked about three things that we need to stop doing. And if you didn't hear that message, can I tell you something? You need to go online and listen to it because the preacher did a good job. I'm telling you right now, that was a good word right there. It was a good word. I, I, I mean good. Uh, but but uh, three things that you need to stop doing because I think a lot of times every year, uh, maybe the 20% think of everything that they need to start doing, but they don't realize the things that keeping them from getting their goals, reaching their goals or their dreams is things that they need to stop doing. Sometimes the greatest things that are holding you back are not things that you need to start, but things that you need to stop. So go online, listen to that. But but uh, and I loved it because uh, this week I heard several uh, different testimonies, but one in particular uh, really stood out to me. But uh, this this one uh, lady that comes to our church, she was in second service and. And uh, she heard the message last week, and, and I didn't know uh, anything about her, but she had a dream in her heart. She had a, a dream job that, that she had said, man, this was, this was something, I don't even know what it was, but it was something that she had always wanted to do. But she had always let herself be held back by uh, the fact that she did not like driving in Dallas traffic. And everybody that drives in Dallas traffic said, amen, because it's not fun. But she's like, you know, I just it, it just kind of makes me a little anxious. I'm not a big fan of driving in Dallas traffic, so I'm just not going to go after that. But that was still a dream in her heart and something that she had always wanted to do. And, and so last week, she heard the message, and she said, you know what? I'm tired of making excuses. I'm tired of not going after my dreams. This week, I'm going to put in my application for that job, and I'm just going to go after it. So she, she put in her application. She fought through traffic. She goes to the interview. She comes home, and she's like, I finally did it, and Friday she found out that she got the job that she had always wanted. Come on, somebody. See, you got, sometimes you got to stop doing some things if you're ever going to see your dream become a reality. But this week, I want to talk to you about three things that you need to start doing. Three things you need to start doing. Are you ready? All right, it says this. The first thing we need to do is we need to start praying about our dreams. Oh, see... Uh, you, you got, you're a pastor. You got to say that. Like you got, you got to say, "Oh, prayer, pray." You got to pray about your dreams. Can I tell you that God wants to hear your dreams? God wants you to pray about your dreams. I love it in Philippians four six. It says this: "Do not be anxious about anything, but in every." Come on, somebody say every. Come on, say every. Every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. Come on, do not be anxious about anything. Some of you are worried about the wrong thing, and you need to start praying about it. Every situation, every circumstance, and every situation, and every dream, and every desire, you need to wake up in the morning because God knows everything about you. He knows where you are. Can I tell you, you don't have to pray in a closet somewhere. Yeah, you can lock yourself away and pray, but can I tell you, you can get in the car, you can crank up the car, and you can begin to pray on the way to work. You can pray in the shower before you get ready for work. God God sees you naked. He sees you every way you come. And you just start saying, Lord, right now I pray about this dream. I pray about this desire. I pray about this vision. I pray about this goal. I pray, And you begin to pray about the things of God and see what will happen in your life. See what God can do. I, my daughter several years ago uh, had made up her mind that what she wanted more for Christmas than anything else was snow. Now, I hate snow, and I 
can't stand it. It gets everywhere. It's messy. And but uh, she she had just said, I, I, I'm believe I'm praying. She was a little bitty. And we teach our kids faith, and we teach our kids prayer. And so uh, I, I, she was a little bitty, and she said, I'm praying for snow, Dad. I'm praying for snow. I'm believing God that it's going to snow. And I was like, okay, you know, all right, whatever, you know. And, and, and so this is around Thanksgiving that she starts praying for snow. And I look, and I start, we start looking at, come on, because in the natural, you start thinking about all, you know, uh, well, what if it disappoints her? What if it doesn't snow and, and, and you know, it's going to break her heart? And, and, we so, so, and we also started looking at statistics. And it hadn't snowed on a Christmas day in like 50 years. And I was like, oh, my Lord, you know, 50 years, these odds aren't good. Like, he, you know, I'm like, and I'm thinking about how I'm going to let it, you know, ease. I, I just don't want her to disappoint her because she's, she's so little. And, you know, and I was, as a dad, you want to make sure your daughter's happy. And so I'm, like, looking into snow blowing machines. You know, I'm trying to, like, snowmakers, like, how could I make this thing happen? But we show up at my grandmother's house, and we're hanging out, and, and uh, it's the Christmas Eve, and we're all just, and, and I'm and I'm not exaggerating at all. Like I'm out in short sleeve shirts, and and jeans playing football. Like it's not hot. I mean, it's not cold at all. It's come on. It's it's warm, and we're we're and I'm like, oh my lord, she's praying for snow, and it's it's seventy degrees. You know, it's a beautiful day out, and and uh, so I'm thinking about how disappointed she's going to be. We go to bed at night, and Crystal and I, you know, we're talking about it. Well, that morning I wake up and I'm thinking, man, and it was one of those things that I was afraid to even look outside. And, uh, but I made my, my way to, my, my grandmother had a big picture window that looked out over her whole yard. And I look out and not only is it snowing, but there's four inches of snow on the ground. And so I went, went into the bedroom, and I was able to get my, I woke my daughter up, and I said, Brayley, come look. And in that moment, I'm weeping because I'm thinking about a God who cared enough about a little girl's prayer. That he, that he, it didn't matter if it was 70 degrees and what the forecast said. He said, you know what, I'm going to move heaven and I'm going to move earth because I want to see her dreams come to pass. Can I ask you a question? If God cares so much about a little girl who wanted some snow on Christmas Day, how much more does he care about the dreams that are in your heart? How much more does he care about the desires in your heart? But the problem is, is most of us think that God is too busy to mess with our, our dreams. God is too busy, uh, busy to help us in our desires and go after our goals. But the thing is, is God wants you to pray. The the Bible says this, to pray about everything. Pray about your dreams. Pray about your goals. Pray about what he's put inside your heart. Ephesians 3.20 says this, that God wants to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all you can ask, think, or imagine. But most of us have stopped asking. You stop talking to God about your dreams. You stop talking to God about what you want. You're not asking God for it because you're not thinking about it anymore. You're not imagining it anymore. You're in that 55% that you just think, oh, I'm just going to show up. I'm going to go through life. I'm going to eat by, and that's going to be all there is. Can I tell you, friend, that that's not all God has for you? I think this, I think that if we really believe prayer worked, you couldn't keep us from doing it. You ever hear somebody go, well, all they're left to do is pray, I guess, brother. 
What that tells me is that you're treating prayer like a spare tire, not like a steering wheel. You're, you're oh, well, last-ditch effort, God, I guess you're going to have to show up and help me out. Can I tell you that the very first thing, when you have a bad report, the very first thing you should do is you should go to God in prayer. The very first thing that you should do when you have a dream in your heart is go to God in prayer. When you, when the very first time, it, it doesn't matter what it is. The Bible says to pray about everything. And if we would start praying, what would we see God do this year? Everything. Everything. We just start praying about everything. Amen? The second thing you need to start doing. You getting something out of this? You need to start writing down your dreams and your goals. Start writing down your dreams and your goals. Come on, touch your neighbor and say, you better write it down. You better write it down. Habakkuk 2.2 says this, write the vision and make it clear that he may run that reads it. Write the vision and make it clear that he may run that reads it. Some of you aren't going after your dreams because you're not you haven't written them down. You haven't written down a vision. You haven't written down a goal. You, you, you might say something. You might say, oh, well, this year I'd like to. But the thing is that if you don't keep it in front of you all the time, you're never going to probably see it come to pass. The thing is is that you have to see it on a daily basis, on a regular basis. You have to look at it. You have to face it. You, have to, you put it on a place where you can see it over and over and over again. If it's in a book, you write it down and you, you look at it before you go to bed. You look at it when you wake up what you write it on your mirror as you're getting dressed and you begin to talk about it you write that dream you write that goal down and you begin to go after it write your goals and your dreams down i uh, i was reading a book a, a, a few days ago uh, about uh, by terry savelle foy and it, I'm telling you, it was a book that completely challenged me. And complete because here, here it's it, the book is called Imagine Big. For those readers out there, come on, leaders are readers. And uh, for for if you're a, if you're a reader out there, I encourage you, highly encourage you, go online, order it, do whatever you need to do, get that book. Because it, I was sitting there and I was reading it, and I mean, it's challenged me to, to dream bigger, to think outside of myself, and not just challenging me, but giving you practical steps and how to get there and how to reach it. This message is good, but it's it's only just a, the tip of the iceberg of what you need to do. And so I, I heard, highly encourage you, go online, buy that book. But, but uh, I, one of the stories in there was about a man that uh, she had met. And uh, the, guy was, uh, the guy was moving into a new house, brand new house. And, and it was like, you know, it, new to them. It was amazing. And he was excited about it. But he, how many of you know that moving's from the devil? Amen. And... Uh, and so his son is uh, automatically, come on, sons are automatically uh, uh, hired for the job. You're going to have to work. I, I always say when I move, I'm going to call, a, uh, have a mover show up, but I always just call Jimmy and say, hey, Jimmy, show up. <laughs> need you here. He shows up. He's good. Some of you are like, I need Jimmy's number. Uh, but but uh, anyway, so the, the son's moving, helping move in, and they're getting him uh, getting settled in. Well, he comes across, he, he, how many of you know, you always come across stuff that you've just kind of thrown in the attic, you forget about, and, and, uh, and they're moving in some boxes, and he comes across uh, these boards. And his son looks at the boards, and they have these pictures on them. And, uh, and he goes, Dad, what are, what are these boards? And, and his dad said, that, 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 those are my dream boards, son. And he said, uh, 
dream boards, what do you mean? He said, well, you see, whenever I would see something, at the start of the year, he said, whenever I would see something or I would, I would find something that I wanted or a, a desire in my heart or a dream or a goal, whatever it was, I would do something. Uh, I, I would tear it out of a magazine or I would write it down or whatever, and I would put it on this board so that every day when I was getting ready, I could look at it and I could see it. I could look at it over and over. And he, he starts pointing out, see, he said, well, this, this right here, see, this is a watch that I'd wanted. It was like my dream watch, and I'd always wanted it. Guess what? I own that watch. He goes, this is a car that, man, I I wanted this car, and I had this desire for this car, and and guess what? I own the car. He said, this right here is my job, the dream job that I always wanted, and guess what? I own the, I'm I'm, I'm in that job right now, and and so he kept going through this board and that board, and, and finally he comes across the board that made him cry, because he looked and on this board was the exact house that he was moving into currently. He had, he was, he had been flipping through a magazine and seen a, and seen a house in this magazine that he thought, man, wouldn't it be awesome to live in a And I'm not talking about some little bitty house. I'm talking about a $7 million house in Southern California. And he thought, man, this is, isn't this an awesome house? Isn't this amazing? And so he pinned it on the board. Come on, somebody. He pinned it on the board, and he said, one day I'm going to live in a house, that house. One day I'm going, to, I'm going to see that dream come to reality. And now that day had come, and he was moving into the very house that he had put in front of him. Can I tell you something, church? This is not some worldly point of view. This is something God said. Write the vision. Make it plain so you can run when you read it. Can I tell you there's some of you that need to start dreaming again. You need to start writing down the vision. You need to start writing down your dreams and your goals. And you need to start going after bigger things. It's amazing. Can I tell you some things that you need to do when writing down your goals? The first thing that you need to do, this is very important. The first thing you need to do is you need to be specific. Be specific. Be specific. I think that a lot of us, we, we aim at a, a, broad, a, a broad fence. And whenever we hit it, we go up and we paint a target around it and say, I hit my goal. But the truth is, is most of us need to paint a target and start aiming at it. You need to start saying, this is my goal, this is my dream, I don't care how impossible it seems, I don't care how far out there it seems, I'm going to paint this target and I'm believing God that I'm going to hit it. And you might not hit it the first day, you might not hit it the second day, you might not hit it the third day, but I'm here to tell you there's something about aiming that, that every time you do it, you improve. Every time you aim at it, every time you wake up, you continually improve. Be specific. Yeah, I know I know you want a, a, a better job, but what job do you want? I know you want a better marriage, but what does that look like? Huh? Does that look like flowers every day, girls? Then write it down. Guys, does that look like more loving? Come on, somebody. Then write it. Don't, 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 don't put pictures up of that. That's... Inappropriate. You got kids in the house for crying out loud. <laughs> My wife corrected me in the first service. She's like, you better, you better be specific about that. You better not. The thing is, is that you begin to write things down. What does it look like? Be specific in what you want. 
The second thing you need to do when you're writing your vision, your goals down, is you need to make sure they're attainable. Now, here's the deal, is that I understand dreams are bigger than you, and they should be. They should be bigger than you. But they also need to be attainable. Like, okay, let me just, let me just kind of clarify this. I know that you are believing God to make a million dollars this year. But the truth is, is that that honestly isn't an attainable goal because you're only making $30,000. Okay? So you're aiming, you're aiming at something that is beyond your reach. Can, could, you, could you instead do something, okay, well, I'm only making $30,000. This year, I'm aiming to double my salary. And that's a big goal right there. And then next year, whenever I've doubled my salary, next year I'm going for a, 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 to double it again. And the next year I'm going to double it again. And one day in five or ten years, I'm going to see myself making a million dollars. See, you've got to make sure that things are attainable. I know that you want to lose 350 pounds this year, but the thing is, is that's not an attainable goal. Number one, it's not healthy. And it's not within reach. Are you getting this? The third thing you need to do is you need to make sure it's timely. Set a time frame for when you want to see it happen. Is it five years down the road? Is it ten years down the road? Is it one year down the road? Is it six months? Whatever it is, you need to make sure that you're assigning a time to a goal. See, the thing is, is that vague, one day, come on, I, t- I said this last uh, week, one day and someday still more goals than anybody, still more dreams. Because there's no time to one day. There's no time to someday. There's no time to one day on the sweet by and by. No, the thing is, is that you say, you know what? Within a year, I want to be at this point. And within two years, I want to be at this point. And within three years, you want to know the difference between really successful people and you? Is that they set goals and they assign a time. I dare you to go out and find somebody who is uh, successful, whatever business it is that you're saying, you know what, I want to, I want to do this. You need to start claiming it. Cole, I need to sell 15 cars. I don't care what it is. You assign a target and you begin to aim for it. And you say, within this amount of time, I'm going to see it come to pass. The last thing you need to start doing is you need to start working. Oh, it got quiet. You was preaching good till you said something about work, man. James 2.17, it says this, In the same way, faith by itself, if not accompanied by action, is dead. I'm going to read it again. In the same way, faith by itself, if not accompanied by action, is dead. See, a lot of people have great dreams. And they might have even written down their dreams. But can I tell you that if you don't ever go to work on them, it ain't going to happen. Well, you need to be more positive, okay? If you don't ever go to work on it, I'm positive you're not going to see them ever come to pass. I had a, a, a great couple a couple of years ago that came up and they said, Hey, Brian, we've been trying to get pregnant for a long, long, long time. And I said, okay. I said, and they said, we just, we just believe in God that we're going to get pregnant this year. I said, that's awesome. I want to see that because I, I can't imagine 
you know, that, that's, that's one of those things that you want, you want a baby so bad, but you just don't ever see it happening. It's months and years. And so I'm not making light of the situation at all. But I asked to, I, I felt compelled to ask a question. I said, okay, hold on just a second. I need to ask you a question. What does your sex life look like? Now, that seems personal, but I just felt like it was something that I had to ask. And they said, well, we haven't, uh, you know, done that in two or three months. Now, here's the thing. They're asking me to pray. They have a goal, but they're not doing any work to reach their goal. So I looked at them and I said, listen, here's the deal. I'm going to pray, but you got to go home and play. Come on. There's some actions that you need to take to get to your goal. There's some things that you need to do to reach your goal. If you're ever going to see it come to pass, come on, it's not going to happen by miraculous conception. Come on. you got to understand that God has given you a dream. You have a vision, but you have to go home and you have to work on what God has put in your heart. Can I tell you something that that seems so obvious with something like that? But what about you? Are you working on the dreams that's in your heart? Are you going after the things that God has put in you? Or are you just sitting around watching football on Saturday, hoping that one day somebody shows up and knocks on your door and asks you, hey, do you want to go work at your dream job? It's not going to happen. I think it was Thomas Edison that said, most people miss opportunity because it shows up in overalls and looks a lot like work. The thing is, is that most of us are missing opportunities and we're not seeing our dreams fulfilled because we're not rolling up our sleeves and going to work. Well, you don't understand, Brian. I don't have time. I'm too busy. Can I tell you busy is an excuse? Every person that you admire and every person that you look up to has one thing in common. They all have the same amount of time that you do. Every person that's achieved greatness, every person that's had uh, achieved great dreams and seen amazing things happen, that, that, let me tell you, time is, it evens the playing field for everybody. Everybody has the same amount of, of days in a year and has the same amount of hours in a day and has the same amount of minutes in an hour. And they achieve greatness with the same amount of time that you have. You know, God gave us the work model. He said, on six, in six days I created the heavens and the earth, and on the seventh day I rested. And most of us work five days a week and take two days off. Can I ask you a question? How much closer would you be to reaching your dream if you created a six-day project? Oh, the devil is a liar. You're, you're, that's blasphemy, brother. Saturdays are my holy day called to football and barbecue. Nothing wrong with it. But when you have a dream and you have a desire and you have a goal and you really believe that this could be my dream year and I really believe that I could start my business this year and I really believe that I could write my book this year 
And I really believe that I could come up with that invention this year. And I really believe, come on, I can keep going. The thing is, is that you have to roll up your sleeves and you have to go to work. What would it look like? I, I, I read a statistic that the average person, the average American, watches four to six hours of TV a day. That's four to six hours that you're throwing away that you could be working on your dream. I'm all for downtime. I'm all for hanging out and having fun. I'm all about it. But sometimes the desire to see your dream come to pass needs to be greater than the desire to sit around and do nothing. You have to work on your dream, amen? So maybe some of us, if we want to see this dream become a reality, we need to start praying. First, we need to start praying about our dreams. We need to start writing our dreams down. And we need to start going to work on our dreams. Amen.